Welcome back to the Ripple Effect with me, Eric Roscoe, and I'm excited because this is what I would consider the first episode. Uh, I recorded an introduction prior to this, even though I'm wearing the same shirt but a different uh, different hat. So, shout out Lucas Cash and and Pharos. This is company. He is not sponsoring this video, unfortunately, but uh, maybe if this makes it big time, he will. So. Really happy to have you here. Today I have, his name is Simon Estefanos. You know, Simon is everything that I wanted to, you know, the whole person that I wanted to talk about, you know, a, a friend, a, a former student athlete, a coach, and and also a teacher. So appreciate you being here, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for being here. I know you just got back from uh, Hawaii. Was Correct. That, yeah. How long absolutely. were you there for? Uh, I was there for a week. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Was yeah. it just you and your family or? Uh, it was actually me and Kirby. Yeah. Oh, Chris no. Kirby. Yeah. We planned it out probably like two, three months ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just spent a week out there and it was, it was much needed. Yeah. What yeah. island, what island were you guys uh, on? We were in Oahu. Okay. Yeah. Staying in Waikiki. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I have yet to go. As you know, Aaron Chestnut is out there now. And right. He, a couple of our friends went out there a couple months ago and I didn't get to go, but man, I just hear nothing but good things. Yeah. How's, uh, how's Chris doing? He's doing all right. He enjoyed the vacation too. Yeah. He's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he moved into a new spot in, um, in Yakima with his family, you yeah. know, their business is going well, it's growing and all that stuff. And so, um, everything's well. And so it's, yeah, he's, he's doing great and it was yeah. great to see him and to experience that. Given where we're both from, it was yeah. super cool. Oh, yeah. Is that your first time in Hawaii? That was my second time. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought for a second, I, I told Aaron, I was like, oh, I think Simon's over there. I thought it, you guys were like celebrating your sister's graduation as, mm -hmm. a, as a gift. You guys were right. out there or something. But yeah. did you guys do anything for her or is she um, doing something herself? We had a, a little graduation party, of course, and yeah. something like that. But she didn't want like a, a big one with like the whole family and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I don't know. She's, she's, uh, actually leaving this Friday, uh, moving out. And so going to, to Portland to live with my family for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then she plans to do her master's up in um, Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. For exercise performance or sports performance, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. heck. All the way in Florida. What, what Florida. school do you know? It's the um, oh my goodness. I think it's University of Southern Florida. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Dude, how's your how's your mom feel about that? Your dad? I think my mom is cool with it. My yeah. dad is the one that's kind of like, eh, like you should stay a little bit closer to yeah, home. Yeah. But I think they they actually went to go visit. I think that was actually her graduation trip okay. or uh, gift. They went to Texas Tech because that was another school she was looking at. Ooh, yeah. So they went in, visited uh, Lubbock for about three four days. And the rest of the time, they went to Tampa and visited that school. And I think my sister, my mom, my dad, they just fell in love with it. And yeah. they were like, yeah, this is a, this is a nice place. And my dad is like, this this place this is the best place I've ever been. Into yeah, my yeah. world, and he's pretty well traveled, so yeah. yeah. So he loved it. So I think it grew on him a little bit more. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, excited for her, and and you know, excited to see where it goes from there. Yeah. And then obviously to go visit her. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Well, good good job, Sarah. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously also a, a former beacon now, and she's super smart, just like you. And I think that's gonna be a super awesome experience for her. And I think even being away from home, you know, even further away, there's always some really good opportunities there to just kind of. Do your own thing. So yeah. that's good. Um, well, I'm glad, you know, talking a little bit about your sister, but let's talk about, let's talk about Bushnell, you know, yeah. former NCU. Let's talk, let's go back a little bit about to, you know, when you played, I just talked to Tito a couple of days ago and <laughs> I, I couldn't get a hold of him. And it was, anytime I talk to Tito is a good chance to like reminisce. And, you know, one of the things that I love about your guys's class is that, a lot of you, you know, still keep up with each other, but mm -hmm. take me back to that, that first year, I guess, or like, what was the process like for you to, to join? You know, you're from Yakima. There's a lot of really good soccer that gets played in, in the Washington area, especially in the Tri-Cities area, you know, and you make the decision to come down to, to Eugene with Coach Benny, you know, so walk me through that stage. What does that look like? You know, what did high school soccer look like leading up to that point? Tell me about that time. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is something that I reflect on quite a bit because it was like such a interesting journey and so like my my biggest goal since like I was in like elementary sixth grade like I wanted to play college soccer that yeah. was that was my dream my whole life and so yeah. that's all I focused on was soccer soccer school you know what I'm saying and that's the case um and it was mostly the drive from myself my parents were on board they just wanted me to go to school mm -hmm. you know yeah. what the case was and so um it wasn't until maybe um until I got to my freshman year of high school um where I had an amazing coach named Josh Koreski, absolutely changed my life. Um, I made varsity as a freshman, one of the three freshmen, and yeah. there was 13 seniors mm -hmm. on that team. 
um, and just being there, you know, super humble, this and that. I was like 5'8", 100. I actually did a, a podcast with him oh, uh, yeah. my, going into my senior year of college. And so, Dude, yeah, nice. just a super small kid, just loved soccer, just kept my head mm -hmm. down, kept pushing. And then it wasn't until after that season that I realized like the worth that I have as, as a teammate, not only as a soccer player, but just as, as a person, right? Um, I had a lot of seniors who wanted, who were trying to fight me and this and that because they didn't like how physical I was, but mm -hmm. I knew that I had to prove my worth somehow, some way. And so um, even at the end of it, I think there was a senior who won most inspirational. And he's like, honestly, man, I think you should get this. You mm -hmm. know, he kept the award. It doesn't matter. But yeah, he's like, yeah. honestly, you have changed my life. And these were like 13, like grown men, mm -hmm. like big boys. And that that kind of shifted my um, kind of my whole belief in who I was. Mm -hmm. um, I think I scored a, a game winning goal. My freshman, my first time ever playing, it was a game winning goal. And that was like surreal like yeah. i remember it vividly and it was just so cool um and then so that kind of happened and then sophomore year uh, making a lot more progress as a player just mm -hmm. training on my own um started playing club now with you know central washington academy kirby's dad was a coach mm -hmm. um and you know things were going really really well um i believe that it was either that summer i'm trying to think my sophomore my yeah so sophomore year was really well um obviously still growing still learning um everything was smooth you know nothing too crazy about that year and then going into that summer i visited a camp at um western washington okay and that was the first time like i stepped up playing against like big like big boys you know what i'm saying the seattle players like you mm -hmm. know it's a great competition um, and I'm in there, you know, playing the six, which is a position yeah, you that be physical, you yeah. got to kind of be commanding. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a position that my high school coach was like, hey, like you, you can pass and you know what I'm saying? And you like to, you know, battle and duel and all that. Mm -hmm. So run it. And so that's what I played in there. And honestly, I was so nervous. Um, so I switched between the six and then just playing like the wing. Um, and then by the end of the camp, I remember, um, you know, the coach was like talking to a few select players, this and that. And I remember some parents taking their uh, their kids over to the coach, you know, and do all this. Hey, this is my son, blah, 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 yeah, whatever. Introducing um, him. And, yeah. then, and then he calls me out and he says, what's up? He's like, hey, like, you know, I really love the way how you played. I love to stay connected, this and that. Um, let me know your schedules when you're up in Seattle and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that is huge. That is amazing. And so I was I was super excited. Um, and yeah, it was, it was amazing to, to get that recognition. And cause you know, I was just kind of keeping my head down, same thing. It is what it is. Wasn't expecting much out of it. I just wanted the the opportunity, but the fact that he took that time to call me out and say like, Hey, we're interested. And he actually wants to keep contact, um, which was amazing. Um, and so that's when I was like, okay, like I can do this, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so that happened and rolling into my junior year about in September, October, um, still playing the six and all that good stuff. Um, switching out between that and the wing and yeah. then. Uh, making great strides, honestly, as a player, I felt like the best shape I was in, uh, playing really well, you know, working on all the things that I should be working on. And then there was a moment where um, I was in a game and I had a 1v1 and I tried to chip the keeper and jumped <laughs> over him and yeah. he just he's, he just absolutely crashed into me. Yeah. And I was down for the count and ultimately it ended up in a fractured tibia, um, torn meniscus. And I wasn't able to like even walk for eight months Wow, um, because the fracture was so bad. And yeah. so without like crutches or uh, yeah, I had that okay. crutches. I was wearing crutches. We had a two story high school. And so I was taking oh, them crutches no. every day. Uh, elevators work sometimes. It's not, mm -hmm. Actually, I don't even think they gave me a key, but <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. But it was tough. And then going into that, obviously, I was still going out to my like my club practices and games, you know, trying to keep my spirits up mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. And then high school season rolled around, and that's around the time I started getting cleared. And that was really tough for me because I got in like super out of shape. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really tough, like mentally and physically in a sense, because obviously you want to – I mean, if you know how you feel when you're healthy and you try to get back on the pitch, yeah. especially in that pivotal time in high school, it was tough. And so there was a lot of pain that I had in there. And, you know, obviously I was one of the the leaders on the team. It was me and my two other friends who mm -hmm. were who were juniors who kind of like the team pivoted around. And it was tough because I felt like I couldn't show who I was as a player. Um, and it was kind of frustrating to me because I feel like that's what kind of, you know, got me a little bit more respect and people would listen and this and that. But now I'm on the side where it's like I'm out of shape. Mm -hmm. I'm barely surviving in practice. Yeah. I can barely play in a game, like barely. like. Mm -hmm. And so that was tough for me because I felt like we needed some things that needed to be fixed. And I was kind of the more vocal one um, out of, you know, the the leaders on the team. And no one was really stepping up to do that nor listen. And so that shaped a lot for me. And so after that. I mean, I was still a, a little bit in contact with the Western uh, Washington yeah, coach okay. and, and I was like, hey, like, this is the deal. I haven't played and this and that so long, whatever the case may be. 
Um, and he's and he's like, hey, well, since we haven't been able to, you know, watch you or seen you do anything like that, like we've already filled up our roster for, mm. you know, class of 16. And I was like, dang, I was like, yeah, I mean, okay. I kind of I kind of saw it coming. I didn't know the whole scheme of like how, you know, recruiting works yeah. and especially mm-hmm. NCAA. And so that kind of broke my heart. And so I was like. All right, I need to find somewhere else to play, and that kind of yeah, you know, you kind of you had to shift the focus somewhere else, right? Okay. Exactly, yeah. and so I was like, okay, I need to find somewhere to play, and at this point, I don't care if it's JUCO. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, focused on D1. D1 I just want to play. Like yeah. simple as that. That's how much I love the game, and so yeah. I started making a bunch of profiles like NCSA and you know, be mm-hmm. recruited and all that stuff, and I was putting in clips from when I when I was injured, like yeah, it was yeah. like the bare minimum, like mm-hmm. literally, like maybe like six seven minutes of gameplay and it wasn't nothing amazing like nothing Mm -hmm. at all um but i knew once you know i get some you know maybe an interest or i visited another camp or another school then you know um by that time i'll be ready to go and so yeah um started doing that and you know put that out and then one day i got a message it was from benny off one of those profiles like hey we're having an id camp this and that and like i've gotten a bunch of id camp invites Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of them are just very like, hey, we're doing this and there's going to be like 25 other schools and it's yeah. like whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one, I was like, OK, like they have exercise science. Um, I'm looking at the, you know, the school where it's at in Eugene, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, OK, this looks like a place I would, you know, potentially want to go. Yeah. And I don't I honestly don't know what brought me to that decision because I've never been anywhere south of Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what, let's let's check it out and see if it's for real. And so um, we made a trip that summer. And by that time, you know, I, I cut all the way. I was you know, I was getting back in shape. Wasn't quite I would say maybe like about 85, 90 mm-hmm. percent. Um, but I was, you know, I was performing again and I felt good and I put in a lot of work to get yeah. there. And so went to the camp. And, you know, kind of just, you know, did my thing. Same thing, head down. Wasn't expecting nothing, um, but I knew that, you know, once I step on, I could prove who I am and such Mm -hmm. like that. And hopefully my character will show that I'm willing to do anything to be a part of this. Um, And so, yeah, um, just kind of played through it, you know, um, and it was it was fun. I had a a great time. Met Vic, obviously. Um, I believe I stayed with Adrian in his room and all that kind of stuff. That's what I was going to ask. I don't. You know, the, it's been so long, obviously, but we see so many people, right? We, in, as far as coaching, and I know you've experienced that as well, but man, I do not remember that ID camp in terms, I, I feel like I remember Victor because, and you know, if he gets a chance to hear this, I hope, but I don't want to, you know, gas him up too much. But I remember, you know, he was a guy that was coming off of playing like for a good academy team or something like that. And Obviously, with our our lack of record, let's just call it for what it is. But, you know, the opportunity to sign a guy like that, you know, we were really excited. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the only part that I remember of like that, I guess, summer or recruiting class before. Right. Before you came in. So you stay with Adrian. okay? Yeah, stay with Adrian. And everything was just kind of like, I don't know, interesting to me. It was Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, the thoughts going into it, I was just like, just determined, like I need to, you know, make something happen this year. So I have like, you know, peace of mind going into my senior Mm -hmm. year. And so I was like, I'm just going to play as hard as I can do whatever I can do and whatever the case may be. And uh, ultimately, like I perform well, I say for the most part in the camp, I have some clips of, uh, (laughs) I do have some some clips. I do have some clips. uh, And honestly, it was a good show. I'm not going to lie. And so it went well, but I think just kind of the respect that I had for the other players and I wasn't trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is me, like this, I'm a big deal, whatever the case may be. I was just trying to. I was just trying to get in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so you wanted that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I was just thankful for it. And I'm like, I'm not going to leave nothing here. My, my family's watching, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All that good stuff. Like I need to make something happen. And so, um, at the end of it, uh, same deal, you know, um, had a conversation with Benny, um, and I believe with, uh, coach Franklin as well at the time yeah. when he was there, I think Franklin was asking about my GPA and all that yeah, kind of good yeah. stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a top student. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm good. And he's like, yeah, you'll probably be just fine here then. And then talk to Benny. He's like, Hey, like, you know, we're, we're interested in you. I like you. This, let's keep in contact and, you know, get things rolling. Um, and I don't remember it being like an official official, like kind of like for sure, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, that same thing is like, Hey, we'd really want you here. And I was yeah. like, all right, great. Um, amazing. And so, that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, and then we visited a couple other schools like up in Washington and uh, a couple CCs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, same deal. I mean, but it was just that opportunity. And now it's like, OK, which one could I see myself at? And mm-hmm. um, it was I think it was it's just something about Bushnell and NCU is just like I felt like it was it was going to be more of like a, a tight knit community. And I think. Yeah. The biggest reason for that is because I knew it was a private school and that, you know, classes are smaller. And I know for me, like I wouldn't flourish in like, a, let's say, like a university, university of Oregon where there's yeah, so yeah. many people. Um, I kind of like to have a community, mm-hmm. obviously, coming from a small community. So I think that's what drew me in the most. Um, and then obviously the people that I met 
um, while I was there, even just hanging out in the team room. Um, I remember just, you know, with Adrian and Victor and then even Connor or Colin, sorry, Colin, while yeah. he was in there. I was like, oh, these guys seem cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I can hang out with them. They're super cool. TJ as well. I remember he stood out, Tyler um, as well. And so just like, you know, these super cool dudes. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is a place I can rock with. And so. You know, me and Benny kept talking throughout the summer, and then mm-hmm. um, he offered me the official, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah like a letter the whole of deal, yeah, 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 and like October as my as I was heading to uh, actually to a club game, okay, um, and I was like, and I was riding with uh, Coach Kirby and then Chris and a couple. I was like, I was like, he sent the uh, the letter yeah, of intent, yeah, yeah. like this is nuts, like I just got a scholarship offer, and it was like it was a surreal moment, and I was like, oh my goodness, like this is like everything I've ever dreamed of, but I like I have a game in like two hours in yeah, Spokane, yeah. Washington, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> it was yeah, just focus, exactly you know? and i this was is like big too yeah, yeah and i was like this is so amazing and this and that and so yeah that's kind of like the whole process of how it yeah. went and then senior year um you know it was um obviously like my last year playing there um it was a successful program for the most part and it was us seniors kind of leading the front run we had a, a young team there was only three or four seniors and then the rest were underclassmen and so yeah i mean we rolled through there um, we made it to the first round of mm-hmm. districts like barely scraped through um, and then we ended up losing to the people who won the state championship and so uh, okay. it was like yeah. it was like whatever but uh but yeah a great like if you want to lose you want to lose to people that actually end up i guess winning because <laughs> you know you can you can see like oh okay well you know they ended up winning exactly you know, so. i mean we were nowhere we were not gonna win yeah even if we'd played someone else i mean to be honest like maybe a game or two mm-hmm. but yeah they were yeah they were in our league we played them well we beat them once um at home and then lost to them once away and we played them again and yeah you know just didn't we just didn't have the, the firepower yeah like yeah so yeah dang yeah no i did not know you know we've been really fortunate enough to have like such an eclectic group of guys roll through the locker room right mm-hmm. and you know your 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 class was so pivotal to you know the the very short lived success that we have had you yeah. know that that great year in 2017 that we still always talk about but you know you guys were so important to to what we were able to do and and still important now you know because we have I wouldn't say necessarily a standard, but we have something that we can say like, hey, we we are capable of doing it as a program, as a university, you know, as I've stuck around, you know, the, the level has gotten a lot better within the locker room, but the level has also gotten a lot better within the conference itself. But, you know, we have for the longest time, you know, when Benny was still there, we had you guys to look at in, in terms of like recruiting, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, who can... Can we find a guy like Tito, right, <laughs> on, on, <laughs> on and off the field, right? Like even, yeah. you know, Tito and, and all his characteristics and personalities, you know, hell of a player and, you know, very reliable, all very hardworking, you mm-hmm. know, same thing. Can we find a guy like Victor? Um, even, you know, like Caleb Miles, right, who yeah. came along a little bit after you. You got there and you were there already. But, mm-hmm. you know, can we find a defender like Caleb, you right. know, who is just, physical tenacious like you know i would put him up there with one of the best one v one defenders in the conference at his time mm-hmm. you know and so it's it's just really cool to see and, and hear that that story right because i think you you have a lot of kids out there now still that th- that's their goal right they they want to go play college soccer a lot of the times they don't know where um but then i think one of the focuses that i've seen change a lot and maybe you can Maybe you can say yes or no, especially because you work with high school kids right now, and we can get to that later. But a lot of kids these days are a little bit more focused on not necessarily just the opportunity, but rather the, hey, what's the highest level that I can play at, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they play at that high level, you know, they get very particular and upset if they're not playing, right? Right. If they're not contributing, which I think... I've heard a, a great quote one time. It's like, you're either helping us win or you're helping us prepare to win. And I feel like a lot of kids these days don't get that. You know, have you have you experienced that, you know, working working with high school kids and, you know, being able to compare them now to the kids that, um, you know, you helped coach in, in your time at Bushnell after transitioning from a student athlete to, uh, you know, graduate assistant slash coach? Mm-hmm. Like, do you see that in the psyche of a of a high school player right now going into it? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it's like one of the biggest things that I hear. Like, I'm gonna go D1, this mm-hmm. and that, and I'm like, okay, like how many schools are you talking to right yeah. now? You know, Mr. Freshman, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's playing on the you know JV two team. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna shut down their dreams, but yeah. I'm like, 
I mean, that's just a whole nother conversation in itself. But like everybody is like D1 focus, D1 focus, D1. And I'm like, have you even like thought about like making an impact at your own team first? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you got to make a difference here. I mean, it's not just going to walk up to you and, and they don't really know the process and the steps. Um, and, you know, more so my students than my than my actual like soccer players, like because mm-hmm. I actually have that conversation with them and they're not so like. I mean, I'm not being biased. I mean, I guess I'm being biased, but yeah. like some of them, like they they have a an expectation for themselves, and like mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, hey, like this is what's gonna be a little bit more reasonable. Like I I like I could see the the cap, like you know, like hey, maybe you could be a D1. I don't know if mm-hmm. you'll be you know a starter. You know, it's like that yeah. same thing. Like you're either you're gonna help them win or help them prepare. It's like I don't know if you're at that that level for D1. You know, mm-hmm. I would check out some smaller schools first, see where you stack up, roll from there. But it's definitely just in this area. I feel like I don't, I feel like just in general, to be honest, mm-hmm. like D1 is the goal no matter what yeah and, and i think it's just just so i don't know polluted in that in that fact but the like the obviously like i hope anybody that listens is like it's it's, it's a very slim chance yeah. like yeah, you should yeah. know from my from a very young age like okay i'm the one you know what i'm saying and yeah. then we're rolling from there but yeah yeah there's it's it's very you can tell right like right. you can tell instantly i think you've been around the game enough I feel this way with goalkeepers. Like I can instantly tell and maybe not instantly, but like within the first like two clips of watching a kid who who's wanting to get recruited as a goalkeeper, I can tell you if they're good or not, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, and I mentioned him earlier, but uh, my buddy Lucas, one of my good friends who I played with, he's an assistant coach at CBC and mm-hmm. calling best in college and, and um, in Pasco. But, you know, we talk about recruits and, you know, he'll ask me about, hey, what do you think about this goalkeeper? And I can, like, you know, pretty much right away tell you. But you can tell, right? Like, yeah. you've been around the game. You can tell, like, who's got it, who doesn't. I, I think my girlfriend asked me, like, well, how can you tell? I'm like, sometimes it's just by the way they move. Like, <laughs> seriously, you don't, you don't have to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, just by the way you move, by the way you run. Um, and then after that, you know, you get into the other minute details that are super important. Right. right. But sometimes just like, boom, you can, you can tell right away, but yeah, it's like, it's division one or bust. Right. Yeah, literally. And, and I don't know, like I, what's, what's your experience telling them that, you know, and, and what do they say when it's like, Hey, okay, well, but have you, have you heard of Lane community college? Right. You know, like, yeah. have, have you heard of, uh, Columbia Basin College, like what? Do you, what about those? Like, what? Do you, what's your experience with them? What do they say back to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the the age group. I feel like um, with my freshmen, they're a little bit more. Oh, you know, I still got time this and that. But like mm-hmm. my juniors um, and some of my seniors as well. Um, most of the conversation I like, you know, basketball, football, you know, whatever the case, whatever players they are, they're a little bit more like, okay, no one's talked to me yet. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Um, yeah. And so, you know, I tell them that I'm like, even like with the local programs, like lane basketball, and lane soccer, like they're like, they're tough too. Yeah, they're not yeah. just going to yeah, take yeah. nobody, you know what I'm saying? And so with that, I'm saying like, if this is your dream and you want to chase it, then, you know, same thing. I mean, obviously our stories are different. We're different people, but mm-hmm. if you want it, you can go get it. And there's yeah. so many other CCs here and, you know, Washington, Oregon, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And, you know, some of them have been uh, humble enough to even, you know, go and, you know, check those out and see where they stack up. But some of them are too scared of the the uh, the elimination yeah. um, and so for some like if they're if that's really like if they live breathe that sport they're gonna do it yeah. um, from what i've seen and then for some they're like uh eh, like you know i want to do this i want to be at that higher level it's like i guess you know i'll, I'll go to work or i'll just yeah. you know go to school it's like you you want it but you only kind of want it exactly you know? and so yeah. that that just really tell and i can't be there to convince them yeah um and you know obviously these are kids that i see for 12 weeks at a time some mm-hmm. of them i know throughout the year and just um, checking in on them but yeah it's it's uh it's interesting to have those conversations with them and then i don't know it just it, it that time where it clicks uh it's i'd say it's just anywhere mid senior year mm, to be honest yeah because it's like okay what nothing's the heck? come through in the inbox <laughs> yeah. and they're like where am i going exactly yeah. and it's almost i think as even as myself i'm not an educator like you are but you know with people that i get to interact with but it's almost helping try and reframe that mindset of like d1 or bust of like Maybe that's not the best fit for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, y- if you go to the University of Oregon, you can get lost, right? You're kind of a number. You are, there's different expectations. Whereas, for example, you go to a smaller campus or, you know, you go to Division Two, II, Division Three, you're taking care of a little bit more. It's different. It's a different environment. But also trying to reframe initiative. I don't know if you've, ex- like, I feel like you kind of touched on it, but, you know, kids don't understand that 
sometimes you're going to have to make a highlight video. Mm -hmm. You're going to make these profiles and you're going to, you know, shop your highlight reel around, you know, and send so many emails out and maybe, maybe a Bushnell will reach out to you, you know, maybe a a lane will reach out to you. Maybe these smaller schools that you maybe didn't consider, but are willing to give you an opportunity, reach out to you. And if you want to, you're going to be not necessarily happy or content, but you want to be thankful for any opportunity that you yeah, get, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's so many experiences with that. But <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, we, we kind of touched on it, but so you, this is your second year of teaching, right? Correct, just finished the second yeah. year. And you're at uh, North Eugene, and what do you, what, what's your, what's your exact subject that you're teaching? Um, if we want to go specifics, yeah. I, I speak, I teach specifically freshman health, and so that's just obviously freshman, and then teen health, which is anywhere from sophomores to seniors, Oh, um, same yeah. thing with health, and then um, either depending on the trimester, semester, um, just a general PE or advanced PE or mm-hmm. strength and conditioning. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of PE everywhere and then health and I guess, you know, freshmen and upperclassmen yeah, as well. Yeah. It just really depends on what the schedule are, uh, into. are teachers jealous just because <laughs> I've heard in the past. It's like, you know, not that it's not that PE or health is any easier than anything else, but it's like, do you, th- you feel like teachers look at you and like, man, I really wish I had that subject because it's it's better and maybe a little bit more enjoyable than history or math, you know, and students might enjoy it more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say, I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, surprised if someone was jealous. I'm sure people have made remarks here and there and it's like, oh, you get paid the same and this and that, but like it (laughs) is mayhem in the gym. Like it is absolute mayhem. Like, and the class loads are a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at some cases, I think I had like 37 kids and, you know, and trying to do that in a weight room or trying to organize a game. Yeah. And these aren't kids that are like, you know, like they're on a team and they get in and this and that yeah. and like they can follow instructions it's like hey like get off of that you know what i'm saying hey stop yeah. fighting each other you turn around and there's kids like jumping and wrestling and <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like you know what i'm saying and so trying to control that like yeah that's like it's it's nuts and it's mayhem but uh i don't know yeah i mean i'm sure if i was teaching history i'd be jealous too yeah, but i yeah. don't teach history so <laughs> yeah that is true yeah, yeah. I, it's like herding cats right? exactly yeah oh dude but you've you've done I mean, I just see it from social media, but you've done a, an incredible job. I feel like you have gone into that community and just instantly impacted. And I think that speaks a lot to you. But yeah, how's tell me how like how your time in, in Yakma and the Yakma area, the Tri-Cities area, you know, where the the level of diversity is so, so much greater than here in Eugene. But, mm-hmm. you know, what I know of the North Eugene area and North Eugene High School, like it's a pretty diverse population there. Yeah. But, you know, how how does how does that experience in the Tri-Cities like help you? Like, how does ex- that experience help you connect with those students and that community? Mm-hmm. You know, do you is that do you think that's why you've been so successful in, in your time and your two years there? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I credit growing up in that area to a lot of different things, but um, I don't know. I feel like the biggest thing just growing up in that area is that like nothing, nothing was easy um, Mm -hmm. in a sense. And, you know, mostly just like the schooling um, for me, to be honest, and school was really tough for me. Um, And it was really hard, you know, to make friends at at, at points and like Mm. even just to like, you know, feel like I wanted to go to school and I can learn. And so with that, I mean, obviously I got to know like different people um, and all that, you know, obviously I had friends from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, You know, Yakima has more of a Hispanic population. um, And so that's kind of where I tended to fit in because the black population wasn't huge. So it was either, you know, Hispanic or, you know, you're white. And then we had like, you know, very minimal, you know, um, Islander, Asian, you know, whatever the case may be. And so um, with that, got to know different histories and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It was just something. I, I don't know. Something about that Yakima experience where it's like the the people are just different and everybody's mm-hmm. just like everybody just grinds, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, that could be like people I kept closest to me. But also it's like, you know, I kind of I kind of got to make it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be a handout, really. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's something that I kind of developed on my own. And obviously with the with the roots from my family and all that kind of stuff is like I kind of got to make something happen. Yeah. Um, and such like that. And so. Honestly, I think the the differences between um, school here and obviously the time has been, you know, it's 10 years now since mm-hmm. I was in high school or whatever the case may be. You know, I think it's completely different from how I was like my first day walking in as a teacher yeah. 
um, and seeing how the schools operate and mm. then being to where I was at, but I was at a lot of different schools. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that change was just a lot for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is not what I remember. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so this is not the high school I remember. No. Yeah. yeah. And so, but my high school experience, like my school was a little bit different. Yeah. It was like, just very like academically, like, you know, strict, like this mm. and that, like okay. it was very tough. Like I had two hours of homework every night. Yeah. Like, minimum. Wow. Minimal. That's not normal, I feel like. <laughs> no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Now it's like over here, like kids don't like, I mean, we don't we don't give homework. And then granted, I mean, I started the year right after, I mean, I guess right after COVID was lifted in yeah. a sense, we started mm-hmm. with masks and all that. And so everything was like, hey, we just got to, you know, get kids We're here. We're just glad to be here. Exactly. Yeah, We're just glad, glad to, to be faces. here. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, and that just plays into it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, some, there's, a, there's a lot of things about Yakima that, you know, obviously. It's, you know, you're, I, I always think of it like you're built a little different. You have some edge to you. Yeah. I've been, you know, I'm originally from Las Vegas, but being away for 13 years now, there is a level of like edge and toughness that I have thanks to Las Vegas. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think my high school probably looked very much like yours. You know, our high school of over a thousand kids, you know, predominantly Hispanic, predominantly, you know, African-American students, mm-hmm. a, a very dense uh, Pacific Islander population, a lot of Hawaiians, Samoans, mm-hmm. you know, if you were, um, you know, white, you were the minority, you right. know, like, and so I love thinking back to those times. I love thinking back to how that shaped me. And, and like, I'm sure you, you can share the same experience, but like how that's um, shaped your frame of mind in which, how you see the world, right. Yeah. How you see your environment around you. But I'm not surprised, like I said earlier, that you've been able to impact, I think, uh, will impact your community, but you have such a very easy way about you to like connect, you know, and, and as cheesy as it sounds, like you, people, I think naturally just gravitate towards you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think about the time we went to Puerto Rico on a missions trip, you know, and, and people we don't know, and they just kind of like naturally gravitate towards you. You know a little Spanish, sure, but even through that language barrier, you know, I remember you were able to make a connection super quick. Right. And it's even, you know, turned up into awards. I know I saw an award. I'm going to read you a quote because I, <laughs> I, I, I did some research, you know. All right, all right. And I hope you're comfortable with me reading this. But so you were selected for a for the 2023 ACE Award, right, for excellence in education. Mm-hmm. And the person that either submitted this, but they they left a quote, right? And so this is the quote. Simon bonds with the students, encourages them, makes them feel brighter, lets students know they are safe with him. He gives his students a place where they can feel comfortable talking about their physical and mental problems, and he helps them. He is overall an amazing person and teacher that lights up any room. What is it? What does it feel like to hear someone talk to you about or say that about you and then get awarded for that? Like, what does that feel like for you? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was super surprising. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I got this award last year as well mm-hmm. in my first year. Oh, and back then, to back. Back to back. And <laughs> back I was like, I was like, okay, okay, like we rolling smooth, this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, and this year when it came around, like, I mean, I didn't, I mean, obviously I know what it is now. I was like, I'd be surprised, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that someone took the time out of their day, I don't know if it was from a staff, a parent, a student, whoever. To, mm-hmm. to even say that like I could care less that I won but the fact that they had that thought just lets me know that like you know I'm appreciated where I'm at and yeah. like the things that like it, sometimes it feels like I'm just talking to a wall yeah. but I'm glad that at least someone reciprocates that um, and they understand, you know, where I'm trying to come from because it's, yeah. it's, it's honestly, it's really hard sometimes when you feel like, you know, kids just, you know, they're not taking it serious and I put a lot of passion into it. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it made me feel like super humbled and this and that. And obviously it's a great recognition and all that. And I, I could care less about winning it or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. just the fact that someone recognizes my work, yeah. um, especially something that I put so much, like I put my all into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it means the world to me. And and those are the yeah. things that kind of like, you know, when I get down on myself and I'm thinking like, what, what I haven't done anything wrong. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I put so much pressure on myself as a teacher and a coach. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I come, I kind of come up with my own anxious thoughts of like, Oh, I need to do better. I mm-hmm. need to like this day in class suck. Yeah. But it's like, at the end of the day, no one has been like, you know what I'm saying? You were, you're getting fired. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like you suck. You're an awful yeah. teacher. You never try. Like, that's not the case. And so those things kind of get me grounded again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it just really makes me feel appreciated in what I do. And that's, that's a big reason why I went into teaching is like, I wanted to, you know, feel appreciation in a, in a job, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not, yeah. not in terms of awards, but just, you know, know that I'm doing something that's making a difference. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I see, I see those things and I, I feel a sense of pride too, you know, 
because I'm like, yo, Simon, Simon was one of our guys, you know, <laughs> and, and you got to you got to know two people at the university and specifically at Bushnell, you know, we feel a sense of pride because obviously you're you're a beacon, right? You mm -hmm. graduated and that's where you came up when and there is a sense of pride. And even when finding inspiration about like, why, why do you keep coaching? Why? Um, why is it so life giving? You know, it's it's those kind of things that are super cool. It's it's the the, the guy that you haven't seen in four years that's doing really well, right? Mm -hmm. Or that just got married and or just had a baby. But it's getting an opportunity to see these accomplishments and you know just kind of shake your head, like yeah, like I I am not surprised that other people know Simon and think of that about Simon because we got to see that in our own way here, you know, when we had him, you know, right. and you were, you were so impactful, you know, rattle off some names of who you think, like, if you think of the, that team or, you know, those four years, you know, rattle off names, who do you think about, you know, that helped you through that, through that time, you know, just rattle them off. I feel like I, I know a couple, but you know, that helped you through those, those four years. Oh my goodness. Oh, so many. I mean, in terms of just teammates, I'm telling you, Tito and Victor, they changed my life. Like yeah. they absolutely turned it into a 180. If anybody knew me in high school, I was so shy. Like I yeah. could not hold a conversation. I really? had zero okay. confidence unless we were playing soccer. If we're yeah, playing yeah. soccer. I'm different talking that talk. Yeah. Different, different story. I was so awkward. I'm just so, I don't know what the word, self-conscious in a sense. Mm -hmm. And those those dudes just <laughs> they taught me that like nobody like nobody cares you yeah. know what i'm saying like at the end they, they're gonna judge you whatsoever like tito was super loud victor was oh, super man. loud yeah and yeah. i admired them so much and i remember just slowly and slowly like i wanted i wanted to be with them because like they made me feel so good um and they were just so funny and just so lighthearted and genuine and i was like oh my goodness so i um, eventually made my way to, to Tito and that didn't take too long. I think it was to our trip in uh, Reno or whatever. Oh, okay. And then he's Great like, trip. he's like, yeah. Simon, he's like, you're really funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, how come you don't hang out with us? I'm like, I mean, I've, <laughs> I'm not one to invite myself, but yeah. you know, just let me know whenever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of how it came about. And then the rest is history. But, um, through that as well. Um, I mean, Caleb miles as well. He was my roommate, uh, my freshman year. Yeah. Um, obviously just a super, just all around dude and just yeah, on legend. I feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And so he was great. Obviously, Obviously, um, he helped me as well in school, just in life in general, and just a really, just a really calm individual mm -hmm. and just someone who is great to have um, in terms of that. And so, um, you know, there's Caleb. Um, I mean, uh, Tiberius for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, Tybo, so, baby. yeah, Tybo, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he was great as well. Same thing. Um, just loved his fire and his spirit, but he also was very grounded and he was just so wise. And mm. um, there was times where I had issues and we could have like a real to real conversation. Yeah. And that's somewhat something that I really needed at times and I trusted his word. Um, and then there's, you know, Olisa, um, who was just, you know, who's there, there for a good time. Yeah. And, you know, it was just yeah, super yeah. genuine and he would teach me things and um, he was super kind as well. And then there's Sanad, um, who was kind of, who was lighthearted as well. Um, you know, obviously super talented and he's mm -hmm. the one who kind of got me into music and, yeah. you know, um, you know, he was always, always offering an inv invitation. Like he, he loved mm -hmm. to spend time. He always wanted to do some adventure and I appreciated yeah. that from him. And um, obviously a few more years on the road. I mean, Tyler as well, yeah. um, you know, just, you know, obviously helping me uh, shoot music videos, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. And just, I don't know, just kind of, you know, bringing that other creative aspect to my life where yeah. I didn't know I could do this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's bringing it to life um, and just a super nice dude as well. Gave me rides when needed and all mm -hmm. that kind of good stuff. Um, and I'm trying to think of just like, there's so many good characters that, that came from that team and even, you know, Yayo and Jesse, yeah. you know, having them and then Raul Segoviano, um, and all of them and just, just so many things. Uh, honestly, there's there, I can name off like probably four or five more teammates in there, but there, I, I talk about this all the time, mostly with Chris and my sister. I don't think you could ever get that group of guys like like character wise and personality wise, mm -hmm. like, like ever, like I think yeah. it's once in a lifetime. Yeah. And, and I'm, I, I look back and I'm thinking, I'm like, how did I get so lucky to have yeah. all these different people who played a piece? Mm -hmm. um, and I got to be a part of that. Like yeah. these dudes are absolutely <laughs> like one yeah. of a kind. And, oh, there's also Alex Avalon. I forgot that ah, as well. Yes. And Alex. they're a huge one as well. Kind of kept his head down. He scared me for like the first 
Yeah, six very. Months. Yeah, Alex had that demeanor about him, but also just a teddy bear. Right? Yeah, exactly. And once I got to know him, I don't know when we ended up coming around to each other. Um, but he's he's scared me. So I still have like I I remember seeing him in the bathroom like shaving his beard and this and that, and I was yeah. just like, oh, this guy scares the who's uh, this grown man? Yeah, who's yeah. this grown man? He was just an absolute baller. And then um, we ended up coming around. He's actually I I call him one of my best friends till this day. And yeah. uh, and yeah, we spent a lot of time. I think it was his senior year when I was a junior. Um, and you know, he actually, he was staying in my room with me and, you know, you know, kind of staying there until he graduated. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, just, uh, another one of those people who I never thought that, you know, my freshman year walking in, I was going to walk out with all these yeah. friends, even like Ian Hernandez, who's like, who was so hard to get a hold of, yeah. but I've seen him a couple of times in this past year. I ran into him at a, at a Timbers game, but there was a time where I was spending a bunch of time with him and, uh, Tyler actually my mm. sophomore year. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're hanging out and doing this nine and Ian, who was like, you know, kind of just. Lone survivor yeah. in a sense, you he know, kind of did what Ian Hernandez wanted to do. Exactly, yeah. and he and we got along really well. And I was just like, "What the heck is it?" You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like super cool. And yeah, there was yeah there was a lot of characters on that team who um, I'm super thankful to have, and you know some that I still see around here till this day. Yeah, um, but they are yeah, yeah just super pivotal people for you. Yeah, yeah, and dude, I can rattle off names too. Right for, for, in my era, right guys that I. I still have group chats with and then I, you know, they're having kids, right? We're at that point, I guess, now in our lives where mm -hmm. everyone's married except for me and everybody's having kids now except for me. But I love that, right? It, right. it almost reinforces your decision, right? It reinforces, man, I'm glad that I didn't give up after my injury, right? Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't think it was D1 or die or whatever, you know, D1 or bust. And those names are just, you know, I, I instantly think of, of – um, of memories and stories and again part of this great era of Bushnell soccer and just an era of really good dudes mm -hmm. right that I think were misunderstood for sure you know right but each individual is like just amazing you know I think of a, half of those dudes and I'm just I can think of a story right away <laughs> right you know yeah um, well let's quickly shift back to teaching because mm -hmm. you were an extra science major what made you like real quick what made you go into teaching well, what was it? Was it you? Was it something that inspired you to do that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say nothing in particular, really. I mean, I was kind of, you know, getting towards the end of my um, senior year. Um, and this was before like COVID was even brought into a whole thing, mm -hmm. but I was just kind of thinking about, you know, I, my goal was to be a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And then once I was getting towards the end of my senior year, I was like, I don't know if I can do another three years of this. And like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I barely made it out. And I mean, I wouldn't say barely, but like, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and extra time major, I mean, within our university, I, th I feel like it's one of the tougher degrees to get for sure. Right. Yeah. And so it was, it was a, a piece of work for sure. But I mean, I loved it and I love training and I love, you know, obviously the physical therapy aspect. Most of that came from, you know, my injury and mm -hmm. injuries and whatnot. And so I, either athletic training and this and that, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do, you know, this yeah. many more years of school, like, and just kind of having that conversation with myself. And I was kind of burnt out at the time. So I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it kind of got to a point where I had to apply for PT schools and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. And I was like, I was like, nah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I really had no clue what I was doing. And then to save the bell, I guess, in a sense, like COVID came. Yeah. And I was like, OK, like this is great. I was like, I can figure out what I want to do. And so I had a little bit more breathing time. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go into teaching. And, you mm -hmm. know, like things are so complicated. And another big thing was like having the move because there's not a lot of PT schools like oh, in yeah, the area. Yeah. And I, 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 would, I just don't think I was ready for that mm -hmm. yet, yeah. um, to be honest. Um, and especially in that time with COVID and like everything was crazy. So yeah. I, like, I think, you know, Bush now has a teaching, you know, program. I can mm -hmm. do it in a year. I can stay here another year. Yeah. Um, and all that good stuff. And so um, obviously my uncles are teachers. And yeah, you know, I remember that a lot of your family are teachers. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. And so they've been in the teaching game for a long time. And I was like, OK, this is like ultimately like, you know, what I'm saying I'm weighing down my options like this is something I can see myself doing. I enjoy spending my time with the youth, um, you know, kind of advocating for them, teaching them. And, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, this is something I can see yeah. myself doing. And, you know, I couldn't find myself doing anything else. So that's kind of what brought it into it. Honestly, teaching wasn't anywhere near my thoughts of a career until like maybe late my senior year. And yeah. so it was kind of out of the blue, to be honest. Yeah. How awesome, though. Right. Yeah. Like even yeah. even out of, I guess, a desire to not want to go through the motions of you know, applying for a physical therapy school or even, you know, moving away. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the, those moments are like, man, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't, you know, cause it yeah. sounds to me like you're enjoying teaching. Right. And exactly. you're, you're really good at it right now. Mm -hmm. And it, right now it's the, the thing that that's kind of keeping you motivated and, and 
happy, I would assume. Right. Back to teaching, I have a question that I, I was coming up with that I came up with, you know, and this is kind of a 360 in terms of topics, but, you know, it, unfortunately throughout the last couple of years, we've experienced a lot of school shootings. And so you are working with students, you know, mm -hmm. what is the, when that happens, you know, and kids show up to school the next day, like what's the overall mood, you know, like yeah. what have you encountered and, and what does that look like for you to, you know, face that head on, right? Because I, yeah. I feel like we don't ever get to hear that from teachers. And I was really curious, you know, like, what is what is the mood? You know, are, are students really upset? Or, you know, since we've seen it so often now, is it just kind of like, oh, well, it happened, yeah. you know, and I hope it doesn't happen to us kind of thing. But what's the What's the mood there? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. One of the biggest things that almost held me back from teaching was that exact oh, reason. Because wow. yeah. I was like, like, I wouldn't say even a rational fear, but I'm like, this is like, you know, something that yeah. I have to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, whatever the case may be. But thankfully, uh, the community at North, um, you know, they're super welcoming to the, you know, obviously taking time out of instruction mm -hmm. um, to, to reflect out of those. And so um, with that, I mean, I guess in terms of the conversations we have, um, I mean, I know I do them all anytime like a big event or anything like that happens. Yeah. Um, I take the time to talk about it and kind of see how kids are feeling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they also present times, you know, where staff can voice their opinions on how mm -hmm. they feel on how it's going or, you know, students also bring that, you know, kind of thought to you know, officials, even um, our head BSU advisor, Ann Christensen, amazing person, by the way, mm -hmm. she brought in the chief of police mm. um, to come visit any, you know, uh, students that are part of the BSU or any affinity group, you know what I'm saying? They were able to ask him questions and a lot yeah. of things, you know, mm. um, and and he was just like an open book. Like they asked questions and he was able to provide answers, yeah. but a lot of them pertain to that. And so things like that are like so cool. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously it doesn't, it, it doesn't give it like a, you know, a real like kind of like solution yeah in a yeah. sense but the fact to know that like the chief of police of eugene is here mm -hmm. he's listening to your thoughts and concerns yeah and that's like i feel like that gives you a little bit more comfort rather than just like yeah all right the day is going on you know what i'm saying yeah. and at least my teachers are talking about it and they're they're here to listen to me and so um that's kind of that's kind of where we roll with it and you know they're kind of advancing some more things in terms of you know our protocols mm. um and how and you know and bringing in more drills and all that kind of stuff and it's yeah. also tough for the kids too because like it's a it's a lot mentally for them you know we you know however often we have the drills yeah um and whatever the case may be and it's just you know I'd say they're uneasy at a fact, especially a few weeks or like a couple of days to a week or two, you know, after an event has happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a, it's definitely um, something that is, you know, a, a huge, a huge topic and something that plays a huge part. Mm -hmm. And it's just, once again, it's like my biggest thing is just trying to bring comfort to the classroom. Yeah. And, you know, I'm saying like, I'm telling them like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm protecting you with everything I got, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and just trying to make them know that. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot to, it's a lot to go through and kind of that mental preparation as a teacher. Like, yeah. you know, you kind of, you got to be behind it and I am behind it. And so. Yeah. Cause I, I got to imagine it takes a toll cause you almost have to present that brave face, you know, right. it's like, yo, I'm, I'm just as scared as you, you right. know, like yeah. I've, I'm surprised I don't run the other way too, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I, but I'm going to try and, and sit here and, you know, go through the protocol and whatever it looks like. But yeah, I, I, that's got to be mentally taxing, too, because it is it's mm -hmm. got to be in the back of your mind. I mean, I think that's the only way you stay vigilant and you stay kind of in this like protective mode too. Right. you know, you you relate to them very well, but you're still older than them. And so you yeah, you're always at the ready. That's got to be that's got to be taxing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's like something that crosses my head like yeah. every single day, but it's like. You know, in the in the moments that event does happen, it kind of you know brings up that kind of you know, and having those conversations keep keeps me prepared for that as well. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that I, like every morning I'm I'm like scared to go to work. Yeah. Um, and that's just me personally speaking. But yeah, it is a real fear. Um, but you know, my my biggest focus is trying to keep the kids safe and comfortable mm -hmm. and protected and whatever the case may be. Yeah, just kind of be be prepared for whatever may happen that day, I exactly. guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause yeah, it was something that I was, I was really curious about again. Cause it's like, man, is it one of those things where kids are just numb to it? Because I feel like, I guess our country in a sense could be pretty just comfortable with it now or not necessarily comfortable, but we're used to it. Right. Yeah. So we're like, Oh dang, it happened again, you yeah. know, and like prayers out and then we're kind of moving forward nothing really happens and hopefully you know it, it doesn't happen again kind of thing right because it, yeah it's got to affect i feel like mental health issues are a lot more prevalent i would say even 
even when, you know, kind of when you were playing, definitely when I was playing, you know, it, it wasn't really a factor. You know, I, I know that you and I have had conversations about mental health back back in the day when, when you were a student athlete. Mm-hmm. Do you see that, you know, occur in within your team, you know, within your, your locker room? And do you feel prepared for that just because you, you've experienced that, you've, you've worked through it? You've had some good, you know, life spoken into you. Like, do you feel like that's happened a lot more? Do you feel prepared for that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, and it's the same thing with kind of like the injury and like yeah. how, you know, where I grew up and um, obviously had like huge like mental health battles, mm-hmm. um, you know, at Bushnell. And if it, if it wasn't for those for those moments, um, I honestly don't think I don't know how I could teach, to be honest, if I didn't have all those other moments, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, um, and even other things as well. But like, yeah, the amount of conversations I had with students with, you know, so, you know, severe, you know, mental health issues and distress mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And just my first year, it was nuts. It was wow. ridiculous. And like taking conversations, walking around for half an hour at lunch with kids and just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, what I'm saying have this conversation with them and like things that are going on at home. It was just like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I couldn't imagine if you've never, and that, I mean, being, I think I was 23 at the time I was like how like I couldn't imagine someone else who was you know in that same position at 23 having not a lot of like outside of school life experience like how they would you know um, navigate that conversation but thankfully um, I kind of you know I I had that and I was able to you know kind of at least be a voice for them and like talk to them and they have someone to talk to and so yeah and it's like it's it's a lot easier to pick up Mm. um, especially when like I mean obviously I teach health and you know we talk about like mental health um, you know uh, oh, I'm spacing out my curriculum now yeah, as we talk yeah. about it. Like, oh, dude, it's a test. Yeah, yeah, test. exactly. So, like, there's a, a difference between mental health disorder um, mm-hmm. and then um, just, uh, you know, obviously your emotional health is mm. unwell, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so with that, obviously noticing the changes, the changes in behavior patterns of students, like obviously it turns into like isolation, uh, mood change, you know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes like how they dress, how they act and such like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of takes like even in, like noticing them in the hallway. I'm like, you know, you ain't hanging out with these same people no more. Mm-hmm. You're kind of a little bit more quiet. You got your hood on all the time, headphones, and it's like all that kind of stuff. And so yeah. all those things um, that I went to, especially with mental health and, you know, still, you know, working with and all that kind of stuff, it it helps keep me on my toes and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, you know, take care of them as well, because yeah. um, it's something, you know, you got to get on top of and, and not yeah. just kind of like let it let it go by because it'll it'll break you down. It's almost it's quite literally could be the difference between life and death. Right. If, yeah. If quite you, literally. Uh, unfortunately, if someone's thinking about, you know, taking it to that step. But it's great to hear how, you know, each experience you've had is is in some way you didn't plan it, but it's like it's helping you navigate each season of life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your your time as a high school student and your time in the Tri-Cities helped you navigate the difficulties of being away and being a, a, a student athlete mm-hmm. and dealing with other issues, mental health issues, injury issues, you know. Um, just general beef between guys that we might have on the team, right? Yeah. And then how that also has shaped your your outlook and, you know, how you're able to provide support and, you know, mentorship and coaching to the high school students that you're you're working with now. I mean, I think that's, that's super awesome, again, to see. I think it's phenomenal. And the cool thing, too, is that you're, you're open to it, right? I think yeah. some people get lost in their experiences and and don't see how those experiences can really, you know, help them formulate growth, right? Yeah. And I feel like those moments for you have provided growth and now you're helping, you know, water the soil for other kids too. And and yeah. that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I love that. So I, I in preparing for this, I I, I hope you prepared, yeah. but I did tell you I one of the things I wanted to hear from you you know, and, and we're talking about soccer and it doesn't, doesn't have to necessarily be attributed to soccer, but I said, Hey, if you could have a banner in your locker room and heck, maybe you have a locker room at North Eugene, I'm not sure what the situation is there, but a motivational statement or quote, or just a, maybe a statement that, you know, gives you some life or you read it and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm good mm-hmm. to go for that day. What, what, what would that look like? What's, what's the sign going to say? Yeah. As I was thinking about that, I mean, there's so many things that I say in practice that like yeah. so many different mantras, but yeah, you, one... you hang around with J-Ray for five minutes. Yeah, Shout exactly. out J-Ray. Yeah, uh, for real. You hang around with J-Ray for, for five minutes. You got a Rolodex of good quotes. Exactly. Go ahead. But the biggest one that stuck out to me, my uncle Fillmore actually told me this as Ooh. we were talking about coaching, but it was just nobody cares, work harder. 
Mm. And that's yeah. it. And that thing, that took me a minute to soak it in. But once, I think that was during winter break, I came back from school or from winter break, went back into school and I was putting yeah. that on my whiteboard. Yeah. And I was putting it, I was like, tell me what this, what this means to you and this and that. Yeah. And kids would ask me a question. I'd be like, do you want me to say it? Or, you know, yeah. do you, <laughs> or are you going to say it? And they're like, nobody cares, work harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's going to be the one that I'm hanging up um, inside my, you know, locker room, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that one, I mean, obviously it sounds harsh and it's, you know, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like the complete opposite of what I preach. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody cares, but like the biggest thing for me is like, if you, if you want something, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, you might be sore, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You might not have the money, you know, the, you know, it might not be a good day. Like if there's something that you want at the end of the day, no one's going to listen to those complaints mm-hmm. and be like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, here you go. Here's a handout. Like, yeah, you got to go and do it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just kind of the thing. I mean, it's very surface. So obviously there's people that care for you and like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's certain situations where it's like, okay, like I can't go and chase this right now, but by myself, a lot of time where I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm too tired to do this. Or like, yeah. I don't want to put in my all at this. Cause it's kind of like whatever Then I'm like, oh yeah, no, like nobody cares. It's just yeah. me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, it, it like speaks to excuses, right? My, so, and I'll share mine with you. And I have no idea where I, I, I heard it and it must've been on some like, uh, Instagram reel I was I was looking through or TikTok when I had it, but the quote and you can insert whatever. Let's just say um, let's just say you don't want to go out and do summer workouts, but the quote basically is, "Every excuse will always make sense." Insert whatever, right? So mm-hmm. every excuse will always make sense as to why you shouldn't go out and work out this summer, right? Yeah. And you think about it, and you're like, damn, that's true. Like any excuse you put in front of yourself, I'm like, well, I'm a little sore. It's like, ah, you know what? You are kind of sore. Take the day off, you know, don't yeah. do it. Or, hey, my head kind of hurts. Or, um, you know, I did a little too much this week. Or, you know, again, so on and so forth. A through Z, you're going to be able to mm-hmm. find an excuse as to why you shouldn't do that one thing that you don't want to do or that one thing you're dragging your feet on. And right. I, I, I think of that too, you know, no one cares, work harder, but it's the same thing, right? Any excuse will always make sense as to why you don't want to do something. Exactly, and I, that's one that I I think about all the time. Where I'm like, dude, go do it. Like you're yeah. you're always going to be able to justify, yeah, why you don't want to in in my life right now, like wash the dishes or you know vacuum or yeah. do silly things like that. But it's true, right? Like, yeah. Um, what's what do you got going on now? So summertime. Kids are out. You're getting ready for for the next season. Are you excited for the next season of, of North Eugene soccer? Yeah, absolutely. And so we started training this week. We're training about three days a week for about three hours. And so we start an hour in the gym and then we have like about two hours um, yeah. on the field, technical, playing, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm really excited. Obviously, you know, last season's first season. Yeah. Uh, I think we got like our first two wins or whatever the case may be and like I think it was like four years and it was it's nuts because I like I've never been really on the team that's like kind of a team that's not known for being good I mean at Bushnell kind of whatever but that that changed you know my mm-hmm. the first two years we were there yeah yeah we were um and even what was we it we were my, dangerous that's what I'm saying we were dangerous yeah and it's like even there was impact there yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like you know milestones there and so to take that on as a first year coach was kind of like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you were there. I, I think it was. I think it was our fir- first non-league game, not in a yeah, gym type Sheldon. thing. Yeah, I was ner. I was yeah. so. I think so anxious and stressed and nervous. Like I felt like I played the ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like I felt it in my chest, and I was just like, like. I, thankfully, I, I packed some snacks. And I felt like I was about to pass out because yeah, like the yeah. pressure of like wanting to you know win. And we ended up tying that game. And like mm-hmm. they were saying like last year, like they're getting smoked. And the year before they get yeah. smoked, they're doing backflips and celebrations. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, I slept super good that night. And yeah. so you know, made a lot of good progress, a lot of good steps. But this this class that where we got coming up, um, our junior class, a lot of talent in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even just the kids that, you know, were on the roster last year. And I think, um, you know, coaches have let me know around the league and just people around the communities like, you know, they, you know, they look like a different team and they have yeah. a different uh, confidence to them. Um, and so with that, it's at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the thing that I'm harping on to them is like, you know, it's 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 a culture. It's got to be a culture yeah. thing because that's like kind of like, you know, you get used to losing. And like mm-hmm. if you've yeah, never been yeah. somewhere where you've won, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like in Yakima, like we won a lot. You know what I'm saying? At Bushnell, we've seen the wins, this and that. If, you, if you're not used to that, then... You know what I'm saying? That's where your mindset is at. Yeah. It's like, oh, we kind of suck. You know what I'm saying? Then you're and okay with it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so right. that's that's why I'm trying to preach them and get into their heads. And it's like, it's a constant reminder, like almost every 30 minutes, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie, of like, hey, like we can do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? You already saw the progress last year and we can keep rolling into it. But, you know, you got to kind of change that mindset. Like you're good enough as anybody else out here. And so, yeah. 
Yeah. And soccer is like that. You know, soccer is very much anybody can win on any given day. Yes, there are moments where the team is just way better than the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, but soccer is 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 very cruel like that. You can one mistake and it's one nil and you don't you you won't see a goal for another you know eighty nine minutes or something. Yeah. So good. When does uh, when does season start? It officially starts August 14th. That's when we yeah. have our tryouts. And I believe our first game is at the end of those two weeks. I think we're playing a local jamboree, actually, in Springfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, okay. So. Heck, yeah, dude. I'm going to have to, you know, come watch for recruiting purposes, but also yeah. just, you know, obviously support you for sure as yeah. well. Dude, that's all I got. This has been super fun. You know, again... I, when I texted you, I'm like, hey, we're just going to chat. Let's uh, let's see how the first episode goes because it's just been something that I've been wanting to do. And, you know, I think it'd be just so easy to do it with you. And, and it definitely has been. So I appreciate you being here. I'm excited to see what else is going on with North Eugene soccer as the, as the months go on. And obviously super excited to continue to see, you know, what kind of success you have on a personal level as well. And then, dude, at, at this point, we just got to get ready for the alumni game. You know? and so <laughs> oh, I'm going yeah. to start running. Tito told me he's yeah. starting to run a couple miles a day. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, some of the older guys to come back and, you know, to, to, to permeate the air with Icy Hot and right. Tiger Bomb yep, and yep. whatever braces that we need on our mm-hmm. knees or ankles because <laughs> it's just it's just not the same, no. you know. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you being here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I thank really you do. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it big time. And and obviously, you know that I'm, I'm always there for you. I'm, I'm Hell, I'm always freaking rooting for you in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we put this out, you share it with your thousand friends and, you know, we'll get more than just my mom listening to this podcast. You know? <laughs> we got you. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah we'll put that on the Instagram story. Yes. We got you. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank yes, sir. All righty, man. Wait, well, thank you to Simon Estefanos for, for being here and participating in this first episode of The Ripple Effect with myself, Eric Carrasco. I hope that people enjoy the episode and definitely now that we have an episode to share, please like and subscribe to the channel. And yeah, thanks for being here. Bye-bye.